Welcome to Atlanta Community Profiles, a show about living in Atlanta. Atlanta Community Profiles is hosted by Lou Whelan, who will talk to experts who know this ever-changing city and its real estate industry. We'll talk to mayors, community leaders, and commercial and residential real estate experts. And now, here's Lou Whelan with this week's Atlanta Community Profiles. Hello there and welcome to our show. My name is Lou Whelan. I publish the official relocation guides on Atlanta that are distributed by the first multiple listing service of Atlanta. They are the official publication hosting all the residential and now many of the commercial real estate uh, properties for sale. And uh, they have 46,000 realtors using that site every day. And um, we publish five publications and they are on the FMLS website. If you're a realtor, you can see them there. We have one for Atlanta, one for North Fulton, one for Inside 285, one for North Fulton in partnership with the North Fulton Chamber of Commerce, one for Gwinnett in partnership with the Gwinnett Chamber, and one for Cobb County in partnership with the Cobb Association of Realtors. I'm also a realtor with KW Commercial, and my website is lewwhelan.com. And uh, basically, with, uh, every week we interview community leaders, people who are contributing to the well-being of our metro area. And today, we are fortunate to have back as a guest, Alan Hallman, who is the mayor of the great city of Hapeville. Welcome back to the show, Alan. Great. Appreciate your coming on the program today. Great, Great to be here, Lou. Thank you for having me back. Alan, uh, how long have you been mayor of Hapeville now? It's been a while, right? What- I just started my fifth term. I was reelected last November for another four-year term. So uh, my fifth term is my 22nd consecutive year as an elected official in the city. Six mm-hmm. of that as a council member and my 16th year as mayor. Been a while. That's a long time. For um, what is the secret to your successes? <laughs> well, I grew up in Havel, and uh, I'm fourth generation in the community. So for me, keeping the small town charm of Havel alive, and having been a resident here for so long, uh, I've got kind of a I got a feel of the old Havel and the new Havel at the same time. So uh, I'm very very connected with both sides of Hapeville and I think that's enabled me to uh, to be successful because uh, I'm, I'm as focused on our history as I am our present and our future so it's a good balance. Alan you graduated from Hapeville High School in 1980 lived in the city of Hapeville your entire life and uh, you're also uh, the job of mayor is not a full-time job, as in many cities, most cities. You also own Crown, co-owner of Crown Security Systems, which is uh, a, have a vast array of security, fire alarm, camera systems, and card access systems. You develop CAD drawings for engineer systems and uh, manage daily financial transactions of the company. And uh, how's that business going along in this economy? Imagine that's a pretty successful industry right now. Yes, the the business has maintained thus far. We we are uh, we're, we're quite busy at the moment. Uh, 
course, everybody's just sitting back waiting to see what the what the long term ramifications of our current financial situation are. But so far, so good. Fingers crossed. Okay. Well, good luck with that. Now, um, Alan, we have a lot to talk about. One of the things that we want to talk about, of course, is the coronavirus situation. But I would like to just before we get into that, I would like to um, talk about one thing that is in particular interesting and extremely positive about your city is that the median price of residential real estate, detached residential real estate has increased 40% in the last five years. Your uh, median price of a single family detached house was like 150 and now it's 223. That 40% increase is one of the highest increases of any city in the metro area. And, uh, and I'm talking about, you know, cities like Roswell, Alpharetta are in the 25 to 30% increase. What, is there anything in particular that accounts for that huge increase in price? It's because Hateful's, Hateful's a wonderful place to live, and everybody's discovered that. And we have the have a great location sandwiched in between Atlanta to our north, Hartsfield-Jackson International Airport right at our back door to our south. We're sandwiched uh, east and west by two major interstates, and so we are a great geographical location. But at the same time, we have a, 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 all the big town amenities with the small town charm. It makes a great combination, and people have, have finally discovered that. Well, congratulations on that success. It's extraordinary, and um, I hope you have continue to have that kind of increase in the future. It's good for the city. And um, I think you are the only city that is a designated Main Street city. Is that still the case? No, no, no. That's, that, that's, that, the information on our website is a little bit misleading about that. We were the only city that was appointed in the particular year, that, and I don't remember what that year is, that was mentioned on the website. There are multiple great cities across, across Georgia. Okay. Well, how does... Could you explain to people what that is and how that impacts your city? Yeah, it's a designation given through the state of Georgia and whereby you involve your local businesses and you uh, you categorize a specific area of town to be your, your main street area, quote unquote. And uh, you invite your business owners to participate in the main street board and, and participate in the main street activities and it it opens doors up for for various funding options uh through department of community affairs in the state of georgia well alan um we might as well go ahead and address the coronavirus situation and how that affected your how it has affected the hateville and any kind of insights that you could give from your position in terms of the well, economic impact the the long-term of this, of the, the long-term effects of this, of course, are yet to be quantified. Um, we, we, like many other cities, have instituted uh, some guidelines. We have taken our restaurants to take out only. We have uh, shut down any areas of assembly. Uh, we shut down our recreation department. We've taken all the employees that are uh, able to work from home, and we have them working from home. 
We have got the uh, employees sheltered from any direct contact other than, of course, our police and firefighters, our first responders still have to maintain contact with the public. But we've taken many of the steps most other cities have taken, with the exception of a, of a total shutdown. We've tried to have a little bit of flexibility uh, without a total shutdown, and we, we have not instituted a curfew uh, as of this time. Uh, with our with the airport being at our back door and being kind of a hub of our activity, uh, we find it a little bit cumbersome to institute a, a curfew. So we haven't we haven't reached that point yet, but we've taken many of the same steps that most other cities have taken, and we we are working in conjunction, of course, with the with the with the governor's office and with the Fulton County. Uh, the county commission and my fellow mayors across Fulton County to to try to be as much on the same page as we can with our response to the COVID-19 outbreak. Is there a um, dialogue between the among the mayors of the metro area to uh, kind of work together to achieve some kind of success when addressing Corona, or how to, or is it is just the mayor is the governor kind of coordinating it or? Well, there, it, it's, a, it's a multifaceted approach. Uh, the South Fulton mayors, uh, the mayors of the South Fulton County, we have, we have had a couple of calls together. Where we've talked, we've also talked with our county commission uh, and, and all of the mayors of Fulton County. But then our staff, our, uh, our, fire, our fire chief and public safety uh, folks are working in conjunction with uh, with the state as well. So it's a multi-pronged approach, but it, it's it's regular communication and it's regular dialogue with, uh, with the Department of Health and others uh, that are monitoring the, the progress of, of the virus and the responses thereof. So I believe that most all the cities uh, across the metro area have taken steps that will, will certainly help flatten the curve as we are uh, working together to try to get people to to maintain the social distancing as much as possible because that is truly the best thing that we can do to slow this pandemic down, in my opinion. Well, good luck with that, Mayor. I'm sure it's uh, quite a responsibility and uh, very serious situations facing facing all of us, and particularly mayors, and are in a very difficult position right now with that. The um, one thing that we would like to mention is the fact that you're about six miles from downtown Atlanta. You're um, two, I guess, two and a half square miles, right, with a population. That's correct. About yep. seven thousand now, correct? Yep, two and a half, two and a half square miles, just outside of seven thousand residents. Yes, so that's correct. Mm -hmm. But it's a little deceiving because of the fact that the airport is in your city. So the 7,000 represents the residents who actually live there, correct? But your daytime population is far greater than that. Is that correct? Yeah, the daytime population does not vary, but estimate uh, for our daytime population would be somewhere in the neighborhood of 50 to 60,000 when, uh, when, when everything's in, in full operation, of course. Mm -hmm. Yeah, of course, and we expect that too be hopefully back in up and running before long. Yes, sir. What do you, what, I know that um, your city is kind of uh, on the cutting edge of revitalization of cities close to 
downtown Atlanta. What are you doing in that area of revitalization and particularly how are you using the opportunity zones to help in that, facilitate in that? Well, the opportunity zone that we have does help with as an incentive to, it's a direct uh, tax credit uh, from the state of Georgia on, on state withholding taxes that make makes our uh, our area very uh, appealing to new job creation. Uh, couple that with the work that we've done in promoting the arts and kind of making Hapeville an, an arts destination. Uh, those things combined have, have definitely helped bring us some uh, some economic vitality over the last uh, several years. Because you've attracted Porsche and you've got a four-star hotel there and uh, we'll talk about that after the break so stay tuned we'll be right back welcome back on wheel and we're talking today with alan hallman who is the mayor of the very unique and great city of hapeville we talked in the first segment if you missed any of that it's on my website AtlantaCommunityProfiles.com, and and one of the things we mentioned in the first segment is the residential uh, price of homes is up forty percent in the last for detached homes is up forty percent in the last five years, and that is probably the highest or definitely among the highest increase of any city in the metro area, and. Uh, one of the reasons that the mayor pointed, uh, stated as a cause of that is that uh, a lot of things they're doing to to uh, modernize the city and keep up with the latest trends and uh, revitalization is a key part. And you also have a strategic plan, Mayor. If you could tell people what are the elements of that that bode well for commercial and residential development. Well, the strategic plan is a roadmap for any city. Uh, every city must do a strategic plan on a, on a regular basis and provide updates to that strategic plan. And again, it's a roadmap. You talk about future land use. You talk about the certain elements of your city that you want to promote, what's working, what's not working. And one of the key focuses of our uh, comprehensive plan has been to make Hayville, number one, a, a more walkable, pedestrian-friendly community. Uh, we've been able to do that through uh, a variety of different streetscape projects whereby we have uh, improved our downtown area drastically from a walkability and parking standpoint. Uh, we just finished a rail corridor project along the railroad that enhanced uh, uh, the beautification of the rail uh, in our downtown area. and a big component of our success has been the destination for the arts that the city of Hapeville has become. We focused a number of years ago through uh, the help of our economic development uh, consultant, David Burke, to make Hapeville a true destination for the arts. And that it has begun to pay great, great rewards uh, after a number of years of work to get that initiative off the ground. To me, that's been one of the single most uh, contributing factors to our success. How has the Academy Theater contributed to that? The Academy Theater has completely 
totally revitalized our downtown area. It started with the city purchasing two buildings that were, were a former hardware store. And we were in the process of renovating the larger of those two buildings uh, for the Academy Theater. We worked out a public-private partnership with them. And we had a construction a roof collapse, which delayed that project substantially. And we just, late last year, last fall, we had the ribbon cutting for the, the theater. It's about 120 roughly 120 seats theater, very intimate setting. But prior to that new building opening, they were in a smaller building doing a very small stage productions there. And it actually helped transform our nightlife downtown. We brought in some restaurants. We had never had much nightlife. We were able to capture a lot of the lunchtime business, uh, but folks were going home at night, not coming back to our downtown. But the Academy to be downtown has begun to bring in just a regular flow of people uh, to come in and enjoy uh, the performing arts and to stay and have dinner and uh, and help support our downtown businesses. It's been very, very, it's been a great partnership and it's been very successful. You know, the audiences for that, I'm sure, are the millennial generation, like our producer there, Sam. And, <laughs> um, also, the... Uh, maybe active adults or, or even retired people. And those two segments of the population seem to be very much in the forefront of revitalization of other areas as well. Do you, have you noticed those two demographic segments playing a part there? Yes, absolutely. Uh, we have a, we have a great mixture of attendees at, uh, at the events. We've had a, a, a number of small music performances that have brought, uh, some some folks that used to that grew up here, some bands that used to used to play that have been playing on and off for years have come back, and we had a New Year's Eve celebration featuring some local artists, and that that brought in a good mixture of folks that that used to live here that have come back to see these guys, and then uh, some of the new residents coming to check it out. So yes, I, I would agree that the that the draw to the arts for it does bring a very very diverse clientele and. Uh, and, and it brings uh, brings folks from all over the metropolitan Atlanta area. We had during Black History Month, uh, our council uh, member Chloe Alexander had the first uh, African American art exhibit uh, in in our city, and it was fantastic. It just brought a variety of people from all over the metropolitan Atlanta area. So I've just been very very happy with the great success that we've had by being. Uh, art-focused community. It, it, it's brought rewards beyond uh, beyond my ability to quantify. Another element of that equation is the restaurant business, which I know you highlight on your website. Could you just kind of give us a profile of the restaurant business in Apeville? Yes, we've got several things. Uh, we've got Valore, which is a, a higher-end dining uh, establishment downtown, just, not, not just a couple of doors down from the Academy Theater. We have got uh, Corner Tavern, which is one of the newer restaurants in our downtown area, a couple of doors up from the Academy Theater. We've got uh, Thai Heaven, which is a Thai restaurant, which is in the downtown area. We've also got Beer Girl, which is a growler shop uh, featuring uh, a wide variety of, of craft beers and wine. We've also got Arches Brewing, which is a brewery. Uh, we've got a wide variety of, uh, of restaurants in our hotels. We've got the restaurant in the Porsche, uh, the actual Porsche building itself. And then we've got a rooftop dining experience 
at the uh, Kempton Hotel, and the Kempton Hotel also has a fine dining restaurant on the main level, along with uh, various other restaurants around. We've got uh, uh, Pit Boss Barbecue, which is some of the best barbecue you'll have. We've got Johnny's Pizza, and of course, we're best known for being the hometown of Chick-fil-A, where, uh, where the Chick-fil-A franchise started. The Dwarf House. Absolutely. Yeah, so, well, the uh, city seems poised for to take advantage of the growth. I just saw a figure uh, that the city of metro area is the third fastest growing metro area in the country after Houston and uh, Dallas, I think. So you're certainly poised to take advantage of that growth being, in fact, if for many reasons, including your proximity to downtown. And what are you doing to plan for increased demand for housing in your area, in your city? Well, we're just about, we're not far from being built out, actually, Luke, because we're, we're a landlocked town. Uh, we've got a lot of infill redevelopment going on right now. And the last little bit of available land is, is being developed. We've got a couple of townhouse developments currently underway and uh, a couple of other Discussions in the wings. We've got a little bit of industrial, not industrial, but commercial area for office and or more hotels over there adjacent to the Porsche facility. Porsche had talked about doing a, uh, a model uh, repair facility on part of the 30 acres that they bought when they built their headquarters. Uh, and we're hoping it gets off the ground. But just have to wait and see what uh, what this COVID situation does to does to our economy. I hope it doesn't shock it to the point of uh, of putting everything on ice, but it's too early to tell on that. What is the position of the city to, on the subject of multifamily housing? We have we have some multifamily that has been one was recently acquired and has been uh, renovated. We have a uh, the Aerotropolis Hotel, uh, I'm sorry, the Aerotropolis uh, apartment facility that was started out as the Oxford Apartments a number of years ago. It's done very well. And we, we have a variety of multifamily uh, buildings in the area, uh, some of which are, are in need of some modernization and revitalization. Well, as a commercial agent, I can assure you that there's a great deal of interest in doing exactly that. I wondered what would you suggest uh, for people like myself in that line of work to do to get involved in that? I would recommend that you reach out to our uh, city manager, Mr. Tim Young, and he can be reached at 404-669-2100. That's our main city hall number. Reach out to him and our economic development staff and uh, we can certainly talk about options, uh, about putting folks together to make things happen. Great, I know there's a huge demand for multifamily housing on behalf of investors, and realtor, commercial realtors are all over that right now. It's an extremely hot topic. So, yes, especially when you have like a C, C that could be increased to a B or B to an A or something like that, that's a huge, right. Yeah. That's correct. That's so correct. you have some inventory there that might might be of interest, might lend itself to that. that. That's wonderful news. What are some of the goals that you have for going forward in your next term, come, which you're in, right? It's already started, I guess. But what, what are some of your goals uh, 
going forward for the next couple of years? Well, right now, you know, we're, we're finding ourselves moving into a survival mode until we really see what the long-term effects of the COVID-19 situation are going to, are going to hold for cities. Uh, I'm, I'm a hopeless optimist. Don't get me wrong. I've been an entrepreneur most of my life and you can't, you cannot be in business yourself and not be, not be an optimist. So I'm very optimistic about our future. I think we're going to have some short term, uh, bumps in the road. Uh, I think one segment of our economy is going to, to suffer immensely. However, I believe other segments of our economy are going to explode like we, we haven't seen in recent history. So my role right now is to to bring a sense of calm to our residents, to bring a sense of calm to our business owners, and to to work through the next year or so very cautiously, see what road uh, we're going to be on when, when this pandemic uh, winds itself down. Alan, great uh, talking with you, and thanks for your contributions and sacrifices to, you've made to the metro area currently and over the years that you've been involved. I wish you well with the uh, emergency stay with the coronavirus, and uh, thank you very much for everything you do to contribute to our well-being. Congrats. I appreciate it, Lou. Thank you. Fantastic. Thank you very much for having me today. It's a, it's a pleasure to be back on your show. Congratulations on your tremendous success as well with the price of real estate going up so much. And um, I know that's a direct reflection of the uh, management of the city and the, the, the value of the city as a place to live. Thank you very much for listening and have a nice day. 